I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And it was my downtime. I, I was supposed to like go away for a while. Uh, and then they said, oh, please, can you just come in and read? And I was like, okay, what's the part? They said, auntie. Okay, I said, okay, I can do auntie. <laughs> Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey in the industry, and I make them share a couple bad audition stories for me. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button right now wherever you're listening and leave us some love in the form of ratings and reviews. That would be epic and very appreciated. Also, we now have a YouTube channel, so go check out that YouTube channel. And I started a Discord. Um... I don't know what to do with the Discord, <laughs> so if y'all want to join that and, like, you know, we can all just Discord together, um, if that's a thing. Anyway, those links are, are in the show notes. Check them out if you have a moment. Today on the show is Selena Tan. You may remember her from Crazy Rich Asians. She's in the brand new Amazon movie Shotgun Wedding with J-Lo and Josh Dumal. Comes out tomorrow. That's right, January 27th, only on Amazon. Uh, We talk all things acting and uh, living in Singapore and creating a community of actors out there and um, a lot of other things. It was really cool to talk to Selena. So here is our conversation. And welcome to the show, Selena. Hello. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we were just talking beforehand about how you just flew in from Singapore, which is amazing. <laughs> I've always wanted to go there. Um, well, you I must can't imagine. In. Yes, now that I have somebody I know there, I'm yeah. going to come. I'll show you around town. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, I just adored you in Crazy Rich Asians. Aww, I thought you, you you were such a standout and so funny um, and also just a fantastic movie. I can't even imagine what it was like to be a part of it. It was really special. I mean, you know, when we first, when I, I first started doing it, because the American cast had obviously come to Singapore and Malaysia to shoot. And um, I, 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 we didn't really know very much about what was, ha- what was actually happening. I knew mm. there was a uh, Kevin Kwan book. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, and then we shot it. But as we shot it, you know, we, we became such good friends, all, all of us. And, and I, I started to understand uh, the importance of the film and, mm. you know, how everybody really felt like, um, how everybody really gave it their all. Because, you know, clearly there was this feeling like, you know, this was going to mean something. And then when it came out, uh, I mean, John Chu as a director, he's wonderful at pulling the team together. He's very uh, inspiring in that way. You know, he would make sure he he talks to all of us so that we are all on the same page and we all, when it, when it finally came out and the impact that it had, you know, it just gives you a little something special that you were a part of that. And and that that's something that no one takes away from you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was a smash hit, like almost instantly, which was so incredible. And I mean, Singapore in general and Malaysia, it was just so stunning to see that on the big screen, that wedding scene and with the know. reception and the things. And you're just like, this can't be real. This cannot be a real place. <laughs> It is. You've got to come. You've got to see the real thing. <laughs> I know. I have to. Well, well I, I have to say also, Nelson, uh, who who is the art director on, on that piece, uh, wonderful guy, and he's just so talented. So, yes, mm. all the spaces were there, but he really went in and he, you know, went the extra mile to uh, bring in all the plants into this chapel, you know, like mm. what what is a, well, it's a beautiful, but chapel with stained glass and everything. But he, when we, when we stepped in, we were like, oh my God, this is the indoors, had come, the outdoors had come indoors. Yeah. And, and then when the water flooded, we were like, what? I mean, it's wild. When you're watching yeah. that movie, you're just like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and and I mean, really credit to the 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 Nelson's art direction and, and mm. the design. And uh, when we were there, we were like, okay, you know, this is for me. It was kind of like, uh, you know, this is why I I want to be part of this Hollywood experience because mm. you know, that that added touch, the added, you know, going the extra mile to make sure that everything is just so. I think that's what's so precious. Mm. Well, that brings up a great uh, little segue that I wanted to make here, which is I want to know how you got your start in acting. And I also want to get to like what it's like to be an actor in Singapore. But first, let's let's talk about what made you want to be an actor. You know, I, I, I always uh, say, you know, when I was growing up many, many, many years ago, um, it, it was never a, I don't think it was anybody's consciousness that you could grow up to be an actor or a dancer or an artist. It was just not. You know, it was just not the thing. We were we are an Asian society. Uh, all Asian parents want your you know children to grow up to be doctors and lawyers and accountants mm-hmm. and engineers. And um, there was no drama school. There was mm. no 
to you know do uh, acting um, in the university, in the colleges, nothing, nothing was available at the time when I was growing up. Now, nowadays, you know, I mean, these things are available. But uh, so while I was growing up, of uh, acting and performing, singing, whatever, e everything like that, they were all hobbies. I mean, you know, they're just kind of extracurricular stuff that you take uh, after you finish school, you go, you do an hour or two of just fun activities to get your mind off school so that yeah. you free yourself <laughs> up and then go and do better in school. But, you know, it, it's, it's just that. And and what happened was that I, I enjoyed my extracurricular activity. I really enjoyed the, the performing and the dancing and the putting shows together. And uh, after school, I started taking part in a lot of community theatre projects. So mm. it was an American uh, community theatre company called Stars. And it's just made up of, you know, American expatriates who are working and living in Singapore. But they like to put up a musical every now and yeah. then. They all get together. <laughs> and then, you know, they let us, you know, I was really young then, maybe about 14 or 15 years old. And then I play. So they do like a version of, say, Annie, get your gun. And then I play like the kids. You know, yeah. like like the little kids or or you know whatever. So it was uh it was just really good fun. Uh, I I my education wise, um, I went the the route of all uh Singaporean kids at that time. Uh, meaning you you go to the colleges, the university. I read law in the mm. university. I came out. I practiced as a lawyer for a few years. But because I had started acting since I was fourteen or fifteen. By the time I became an act, uh, a lawyer, I had felt like I had been acting for more years of my life. Like, yeah. I, like I had more under my acting belt than I <laughs> under my lawyering belt. And so I decided at that time, um, the theatre companies were starting to go professional in Singapore. And then I thought, okay, I mean, you know, I'm young, so why not give it a go? And I did, and then I just never turned back. That's amazing. You know, it's it's so interesting. I feel like... The only place in Asia I've been to is Seoul. And when oh. I was there, um, I met up with the woman that I rented our Airbnb from. Yeah. And I met her daughter, too, who was in high school at the time. And she was telling me, she was like, I hate American Disney things because you guys have so much fun over the summer and we're just in <laughs> school. And she was like, it's so not real. And I was like, wait, what? And she yeah. told me all about the, you know, the, the education system at least in Seoul and it sounds like it was a lot like Singapore as well and how um, rigid it was and how like performing arts and stuff like that was just kind of you know a, a, a dream of sorts yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. interesting um, so you decided to go full force into acting and how did you how did you find your way into that did were there classes that you were able to take did no, you get an agent so I, no 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 Not, none of that exists uh, it, it, you know, this is so interesting. Like I love this. Not like where I come from. So, um, when, like I said, I was acting from age fourteen, but mainly in community theater. So they were yeah. like, we meet on a Saturday or a Sunday, sometimes on the evening, one of the you know one of the evenings, and then from there, uh, a few local theater companies started forming up, and then they would hire. They, they went professional, so they would start to hire people who would be able to work full time, meaning rehearse in the daytime, um, mm -hmm. Monday, Fridays, instead of just at nights when people come from their other jobs. Right. So when, once that happened, I was probably in my early 20s at that time. Mm 
mm-hmm. and I realized I was running two jobs at one time. I was like being a lawyer in the day, and then I would go at night and rehearse. But you know that takes a toll on on you, and then you can't. Yeah. The, your focus is not there. So I thought, okay, since these theater companies are willing to work in the daytime now, I left my my legal job and I I just did the productions with them. Uh, so then there, there, there came more jobs. And when I felt like I couldn't wait for like, you know, uh, just to be offered work, I, I started my own production house. So I have my own production company just to um, do shows that I, I felt I wanted to do. And wow. then it's, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, we're, we're in our 22nd year now. So we're, we've, we've been doing quite a lot. Yeah. And do you do film and films in it as well? Or is it mostly theater? So I do mostly theater. My, my production house does only theater. And mm-hmm. my experience, when I'm in Singapore, my life is just around the theater. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, rarely done I I don't really do film I did film early in my early years uh, for other film companies I had a couple of Mandarin films and and so on and so so if you go like the Taiwanese and the Hong Kong uh, 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 audiences might know me from like uh, uh, my earlier films with like I Not Stupid and all that sort of part Mandarin part English films mm-hmm. and um, and really I only went back to a film when Crazy Rich Asians came along and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience and, uh, you know, and, and then now I, I've gotten the chance with Shotgun Wedding and I'm happy to, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like a dream come true. I mean, it's like, you know, um, I, I really appreciate the fact that the producers here had given me a chance to do it and I, 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 I hope to be able to do more in the future. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. And back to the show. Uh, well, speaking of Shotgun Wedding, this is a new film on Amazon that comes out January 27th with J-Lo and Josh Duhamel. Uh, what can you tell me about it? Oh, uh, it's, it's super fun. I mean, I, I've watched it um, once just sort of in my, in my home. And I've, in Singapore, the show opened in the cinemas uh, oh, about wow. two years ago. 
So so I went with my entire family to the first screening in oh. Singapore. We we created our own little premiere. <laughs> so we, we went for the 10:40 a.m. screening of the movie and uh, we sat there we watched it and I think what's brilliant about the the movie is that there's there's something for everyone. You know, it, it really is is a rom-com, yes, and there's it's romantic comedy with a lot of spunk in it because you know, uh, of course the the characters uh, that Chelo and and Josh play. They're older. They're not like a young sort of young, right. uh, you know, uh, groom and bride. So they're older. It's a bit spunkier. There's a lot of heart in it. But on top of that, it's actually a full on action flick. I mean, <laughs> it's, they're just like guns galore, grenades are being thrown, fireworks going up, people are dying left, right, <laughs> you know, I mean, things come crashing down, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of action, I mean, like my, my, my husband, you know, who, who does not, um, who does not suffer a rom-com well, <laughs> says to me, oh, this kind of a film, I could watch this, and, you know, so that's, that, that's what I, I think it's, uh, it's good for everyone. Now, did you get to do any stunts? <laughs> I really wanted to, you know, I, I, I had my, my fingers and my toes crossed. I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> but what really thrilled me was that I had a stunt double and she, she looked like me. Wow. <laughs> She's from Thailand. She was wonderful. Um, but uh, I did have like, I had to take a couple of, um, uh, what is that, driving driving sessions. Because mm-hmm. I had a scene uh, at towards the start at the start of the movie where I have to drive uh, Josh um, on the golf buggy. So oh. the extent of my stunt work. <laughs> so what was that? Um, what was that experience like for you filming it? I imagine that you filmed that in America, right, or Canada, or somewhere. No, we filmed that in the in the Dominican Republic. Whoa. Okay. So Dominican oh. Republic, completely different than what I was thinking, but. I mean, how was that experience for you being a person who's like, you know, mostly working in Singapore, being flown to another place and, you know, experiencing the real, real Hollywood treatment? Yeah, I I think really the entire, the entire episode, this entire adventure that I've been on and and is, and still am on, um, really, it it has been surreal. You know, we were right smack in the pandemic. I mean, things were pretty bad. Time. Uh, this was two years ago and uh, vaccines had just started coming out. I, I couldn't even get a vaccine myself because, you know, it, it, uh, they were doing by age in Singapore. And I yeah. was just not old enough to get it yet. Um, and we flew. I, I, and, and the truth is, I was, I was telling some of the reporters back home, I really felt like it was a gift from God in, in a way. I mean, the producers being the God, I suppose. <laughs> Like uh, give Jason Moore the director and the producers J Lo and you know and, <laughs> yeah they all gave me a gift and because it uh, my my life in the theater uh, in Singapore had come to a screeching halt mm. uh, uh, of course you know I mean we couldn't stage the shows audiences was you know were told they they couldn't congregate so we 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 stopped all our productions and we were all just sort of biding our time and then lo and behold I get an offer to say would you fly to the Dominican Republic? Are you available? And I'm like, yes, as it turns out, I am available since I have <laughs> nothing to do. 
<laughs> and uh, so we flew into uh, the Dominican Republic, a beautiful setting. I met some of the most gorgeous, wonderful actors uh, and actresses, you know, all really stars in their own right. Sonia Braga, Cheech Marine, Darcy Carden, uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, seriously. And we were housed together in this villa. I mean, it's not just any villa. It's like a mega villa. Right, it's like a mansion. Like, yeah, tennis courts and swimming pools, a cinema. It's got, it's, you know, it's just the most amazing, luxurious place you could be in. And the, the sort of 11 of us became really good friends. We, it was like summer camp and, and we would eat together, uh, swim together, jacuzzi together, you know, just chat. And, and I found that so wonderful because... It's like I could get an insight to so many other lives and all these people that I had seen on screen. You know, now I, 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 I know another side to them, you know, and like from behind the scenes, we watched some of their movies because there was a cinema in the villa, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I got to find out like, you know, in the Kiss the Spider-Woman, Sonia Braga, who, you know, her mother made the costumes, you know, all the little details that I would never have known you know mm. otherwise so it was really it's really a gift a really a, a gift that that two months that those two months that I spent there yeah you know you said it was like summer camp and that's how I equate essentially like every film that I do is it feels like a summer camp because you're with these people for two three four months non-stop and then yep. you're never all gonna be together again it's just like that magic is gone and it really is yeah. like like this special yeah. moment where you get to say, oh, yeah. I remember those months I spent with them. Exactly. You completely get it. Yeah. Um, well, I'd love to talk to you more about your um, your own theater work. I think I saw, mm-hmm. did I see some uh, stand-up comedy as well on YouTube? Yes, yes. I, I uh, When I first started a company in the year 2000s, uh, it was really just to sort of um, uh, handle my stand-up comedy shows, my one-woman shows. So that's what I did initially. Um, I would cater. I would, I would, uh, you know, cater each of my stand-up shows to different um, groups of people. So I would mm. like, I would. Do- something for nurses and you know like all the nurses would come in and you know we we would have a good time and I'd do something for teachers and so on and so forth so but that's what we did in the in the early years that was kind of my stand-up comedy journey Mm. and after quite soon after that um I created a cabaret trio we're called the dim sum dollies and uh we do satirical I love that name yeah the Tim Sum Dollies, we have our song, the three of us, we're sort of larger than life, well, our costumes make us larger than life, sequins and feathers and, you know, so on and so forth, and we take on different characters and personas, and um, we just um, laugh about ourselves, about everybody else, and, you know, <laughs> and, and some of it is quite, uh, pretty much like political satire, and um, it really hit I mean, it really took off in Singapore. I think because, you know, um, it can be quite, it can feel quite repressive uh, in the small country that we are in. Like sometimes mm. you feel like um, there are a lot of do's and don'ts and, you know, uh, people sort of have to feel like they have to thread very carefully. And then along come these three crazy girls and, <laughs> you know, and, and sort of like a little, a little um, we're so crazy that we, we, we sort of uh, push the envelope a little bit too far. 
every yeah. now and then. And so, so people people really took to it because they they needed to come to the theater to feel like some kind of release, some kind of catharsis. So um, we've been we've been uh, lucky enough to to keep that going. And now that the pandemic's over, we just did one more installment of it uh, about four months ago, and uh, hopefully we keep going. So I need to come to Singapore. I need to see the dim sum yeah. dollies. The the list yeah. is getting longer. Um, <laughs> well, on this show, we like to share audition stories. Um, so mm. that can be something funny that's happened in the room or uh, the one that got away or anything, really. Uh, do you have a story that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Um, I, I, I've... Um... Well, both sides of this, uh, of you know, I, sometimes I audition people as well, mm. uh, and um, that 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 can be quite um, that can be quite interesting <laughs> without being too mean, <laughs> um, you know. And and, and uh, I think one of the the, the funniest was um, um, this person who came in and um, uh, was it? It was a song that. Um, he was singing really passionately about and it was like full on but like every single lyric is wrong it's like it's like he's like just got like all the wrong lyrics and he's like singing it like he you know he really means it from the heart and some of the words just didn't make sense at all and then and then I just had to say like remain you know dignified and like not burst (laughs) and laugh because that's really you know I mean it, it, it took a it took a bit of doing not to laugh. Yeah, but the, but this the, he he was he was very committed. <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do, right? Is you just got to commit when you're in the room yeah, and like make yeah, them believe he, that you believe it. Just, yeah, he just he really just but he really believed it. Yeah. What was what was your crazy rich Asians auditions like? I mean, was that did they come to Singapore looking for people? Yes, they did. You know, and they came, it was, I think it all happened quite quickly because um, I think they had to get like the main cast and everything settled. And then by the time they came to Singapore, uh, they were like, okay, hurry up. We need some aunties. <laughs> we throw some aunties. And, and I remember very clearly because normally I think I wouldn't have been able to do it, but we had just finished a big production mm. and it was my downtime. I, I was supposed to like go away for a while. Uh, and then they said, oh, please, can you just come in and read? And I was like, okay, what's the part? They said, auntie. Okay, I said, okay, I can do auntie. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember very distinctly, actually, that um, uh, I I decided that, you know, for fun, I would I went to the hair salon. I asked them for an auntie do. So I had curls, like these, like, giant curls. I went to do my nails and, and like, you know, like, do these really, like, like uh, you know, like some in, in back at home, the aunties like to have these tattoo, yeah. like, tattooed eyebrows in, like, a slight tinge of green or something. And then I wore this, like, really auntie-ish top. I, I really looked like... <laughs> you went for it. I went for it. It was fun. It was fun just to do it. So I went, I, I auditioned, uh, uh, it was just on tape. Uh, for a casting director and uh it was i think it was the lines from um from the bible study class so you know it was just yeah so i said those lines and and uh that was it and then uh, they called me back i think a week or so later wow that's amazing um i love that so much and you're in los angeles right now is there more that we're expecting from you soon 
Oh, I hope so. Can you please? We'll put it out to the yeah. universe, to the LA universe, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm meeting some people, uh, but mainly I'm here, I mean, for the premiere, mm-hmm. of course. We did some press. Uh, and my husband and my son will be joining me Aww. this time. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm hoping that the weather holds because yeah. I want to go to Universal Studios. Um, and they just opened it, up Nintendo World too at, at Universal. My friend's there right I now. Could. She said it's amazing. Oh, really? Oh, my son would love that. Yeah, so so a lot to do. A lot to do. That's so exciting. Well, I hope we get to see you in more and more American films so that your star can grow even brighter because you are oh, so thank funny. Thank you. And thank you. I love watching and you. See you <laughs> yes, I will come to Singapore. We will hang out. I will come see the Dim Sum yes. Dollies. It'll be great. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Selena for coming on the show and spending some time with me. Tune in next week. I have one of the stars of that 90s show, Ren Doyon. Uh, we talk about creating the wonderful character that is Ozzy, if he thinks we will ever meet Etienne, and so much more. So tune in next week. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But Wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together.